Happy New Year! Hit the music. Hello everyone, welcome to 2016 and welcome to episode 125. I think so. Let's call it that. Okay. Uh, of Have You Seen? Yeah. Uh, I'm still Kieran Lefort. Over there is still Tom Webb. Hello. Uh, hope you all had a lovely Christmas and New mm-hmm. Year. This is our first show of the New Year. Uh, and we're going to attempt to do it a bit more regularly than we did last year. Yeah. Which, frankly, was a shockingly <laughs> poor show from the pair of us. Yeah, it was. It was a terrible year. Yeah. Pretty Way much. too many things happened. Yeah. And very few of those things were episodes of this podcast. Yes. So let's uh, let's try and do more. Yeah. Um, we are going to be talking about Whiplash and Ex Machina, yep. uh, both of which fell in the category of films people said they were going to pitch to us and never got around to doing it, yeah. so we thought, bugger it, let's just do them. Yeah. Um, we'll start with Whiplash. Okay, yeah. Uh, which I think I basically summed up last time out as J.K. Simmons bullies Miles Teller into becoming a great drummer. Yeah. And that's it really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was I was uh, talking to someone yesterday about it, and they were just like, "It's a movie that you can't you can't pitch to someone and make it sound as good as it is." No, like you can't jazz for Christ's sake. Yeah, so you can't. That you was can't, almost an immediate switch off. Yeah, you can't kind of like no matter what you say, you can't get across what the film is really like. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of an interesting way way to look at it. That maybe if it had more of a... Like, it's a very difficult elevator pitch sale. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason there's like five production company logos at the beginning of yeah. this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we start with the bones of it? Did you like it? I did, yeah. I really liked it. Okay. Did you? Uh, I struggle with it. Really? Yes. I think I missed something. Right. I like most of it, and then something happens, and I went, oh, fuck this. Right, okay. What What was it that made you think that? The car accident. Right, okay. I couldn't buy that he was so dedicated that he'd crawl from a car wreck and run to the stage to immediately start playing. Bullshit. If he was knocked off a bike, yeah. Right. But a car crash is too big. Right, okay. I didn't really have a have a problem with that. I don't know why. I mm. guess well, to, well. To be fair, I've I've had a car accident and then gone to work. Well, good for you. But not. It wasn't throughout through uh, dedication particularly. Mm. It was just the fact that you're so shocked about what's happened. You just kind of you just kind of need to carry on with what you're mm. like. What's normal almost. Mm. Um, so I, I get. I didn't really kind of have a have an issue with it as a as a thing because i mean that's the whole point of the movie isn't it that he's he's supposed to be that dedicated yeah but Mm. no i i really liked it i I thought it was good Um, i thought initially early on it was going to be the lego movie right precision and schooling versus instinct and natural ability right yes you know nature versus nurture that kind of thing yeah 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 they didn't really kind of explore that aspect too much no and I just naturally assumed because he says like there's no musicians in my family. I naturally assumed okay, it's just a natural talent. Yeah, and it's going to be is that going to win out over the 
the the bullying of precision of yes. being perfectly on tempo and all that kind of thing will yeah. this, this like natural gift for it overcome yeah because you know like you can play guitar pretty well, well right, but yeah. You, yeah. you can't read music right no no, no. i can't yeah and, and to be fair i probably couldn't keep time uh i'll try to remember when we've recorded things I, I don't uh, occasionally, I yeah. There's, uh, funnily enough, something popped up on my feed on Facebook today that is like a little test you could do to see if, if you can keep time. Mm. And I haven't done it yet. I was thinking I'll, I'll do, I will do it at some point. But mm. I thought it would be an interesting thing It's like the do. rock band calibration tool. We have to yes, hit the kind button of, at, the, yeah. at the right yeah, time. But, but what they do is on this test is that you start, you start kind of going mm. like that along with a beat mm. and then they just stop it and you've got to keep going and they measure whether you keep an exact... Oh, like the uh, I'm sorry I haven't a clue game. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of like you, you've got to keep the momentum perfect. Mm. So yeah, I, I might have a crack at that and see. Mm. But I, no, my timing was something I always struggled with mm. doing music because I learned. I have been formally taught to read music, but yeah. I really struggled with it. I couldn't. It wouldn't mm. go into my head, and I couldn't sight read. I mean, that is just. I can read it very slowly and very basically. I mean, like if but you, I can't play a thing. If you gave me a sheet of music, yeah. And two hours, I could work out what those notes were. Yeah. With like, but I'd, I like to be able to play it. I would have to probably write the letters. Yeah. Above the notes, yeah, and yeah. I would have to. And in fact, like I can play some complex pieces of music on like piano or guitar, mm. but it's almost all um, motor memory. Yeah. And it, and it's like I mean I play it but I I couldn't tell you what any given note was that I was playing. Yeah. If if like you stopped me and said right what was the last note I'd be yeah. like or go uh, go back to the C in bar fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So all of that I just I really like that's uh, not my approach to music at all. Yeah. So that for for me like I reckon that the scariest bit of that movie really is the fact that you would be expected to walk into a room, hand a sheet of music, put it down, and then you would just play it. Yeah. Like that, I, just, I can't even comprehend how people do it. Mm. You know? Um, I thought J.K. Simmons was really good. Yes. I could see immediately why he took this film. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And uh, he, I, I, my first note is that whenever he's on screen, like he just he just fills that. Yeah. screen and it, you know his character he just yeah it's so big and there's so much presence there mm. and at first i was like wow miles teller's really gonna have to yeah. pull this out of the bag to compete with mm. with just the presence of jk yeah. simmons and i thought teller did pretty well actually yeah com- comparatively given given the the relative experience yeah yeah and yeah. um, can we talk about the fucking biceps on jk simmons one of the first things I noticed, he's really? bulging in that T-shirt. Really? Yeah, he's got big arms. <laughs> um, the other thing I wrote, his dialogue, uh, I, okay, I wrote, Simmons is like the raid of angry dialogue. Mm. Yeah. Like everything he says is just uh, it's a cutting and spectacular. Yes. And, it's yeah. always perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, like it, it made me think of flurries in fight scenes in the raid. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Even though it's just a man speaking, yeah, I think every every like you're right. Every insult and witticism yeah. is just There's no absolute. fucking Mars bar down there. What you're looking at? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just perfect for that. Yeah, for that instance. Mm. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and yeah, there were several times when I just went, oh, <laughs> yeah. And I was, I think I read somewhere that you know there was no improvisation. There was no. I think there was I one did line. I didn't. I meant to. I meant to read up about that kind of I thing. I think there's but, one line 
that yeah. uh, J.K. Simmons uh, like said or added, mm. and, and that's it. Everything else wow. is really like precision scripted. It, he, well, that says something about <laughs> about the well, that speaks to his teaching method as well, I guess, in the film. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. precision and yeah. staying on. Yeah, mm. staying on point. The uh, he his character reminded me of. Um, is it Lee R. Emery or R. Lee Emery? Arlie Ermey. Arlie Ermey. Yeah, you in, mean the in uh, Full Metal, Full Metal Jacket. Jacket. Yeah, yes, very much. Now you yeah. see it. I hadn't thought of it at the time, but yes, and, you're right. And if it, the guy you're talking about, the, about the Mars bar, he's yeah. he's almost like Goma Pyle. Yeah. It, there's, there's that moment and you mm. kind of go, oh, right, this is, this is basically Full Metal Jacket with instruments. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... I, uh, yeah, like you say, I, I, I found it absolutely fascinating because, mm. you know, I, I've, I've never... I've always been what I would describe as a, a sort of a jack of all trades. Right. Like master of none. I'll have a go at a lot of different things mm. and I'll do some of them to a pretty reasonable degree. Mm. But I've never I've never focused on one thing. Yes, I, I think I'm probably the same way. So like that that mindset for me. A li- the, you know a little bit about a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. So like the mindset of I'm going to do this. Mm. This is all I'm going to do, and nothing else in my life matters. Mm. I just, like, I, I can't understand that mindset. No, me neither. The scene where he dumps his girlfriend. Yeah, because he can already see how it's, how going, it's going to play to, out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the, and it's just, I like. Although I may have been guilty of that once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a bit later on where. Uh, J.K. Simmons effectively gives you the counter argument for his actions, yeah. and you kind of go, "All oh, right, I kind of see, I kind of, I can see your point of view now. Yeah, I can understand why you behave the way you do. Mm. Whether it's justified or not, I'm mm. still not sure. So it kind of gets to the point where he 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 sits down and says, "This is why I push you mm. is because if I didn't, how do how do we know? Yeah." That you've got, you've got what it takes, and how you know how many brilliant musicians has the world been denied because there wasn't someone there to push them? Yeah, and I was sitting there thinking that that's a really interesting thought and point of view. But then I kind of started to wonder. I wonder what. I wonder if there were any musicians that the world missed out on because they were treated like that and not and crumbled and quit. Yeah, yeah, but. They would have succeeded had they been nurtured instead of bullied. Bullied. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking about it. The thing that popped into my head was Supermensch. Yeah. And the way that Shep Gordon operates, mm. and that kind of "I'll help you, you help me" compassionate way of, yeah. of getting things done. And I kind of thought that you know he 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 helped create huge successful people. Yeah. Through nurturing them and helping them, and then you've got this J.K. Simmons character who creates excellent musicians by yeah. bullying them and pushing them beyond by browbeating them and physically beating them yeah. on occasion. Yeah. yeah, and it was kind of it was, I, f- I find that kind of really interesting that both ways can work, mm. and it's about which one works for which person. Mm. We haven't talked about the story really. No, that's true. The story is a bit kind of. In any other film, I thought, okay, yeah, um, w- they get to uh, the first competition, mm. and um, 
Teller's character, Andrew, has to take over from the drummer and play Whiplash because yeah. the other guy doesn't know it without the sheet music. Yeah, which is, again, counter completely to what I can imagine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in any other film, that's the finale. Exactly. Of course it is. And yeah. that happens half an hour in. Yeah. Yeah, which you're is right. interesting. And yeah. the actual finale is... Um, uh, they Well, it's set up by Andrew's kind of... He's quit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wandering around. He got, he yeah. has a normal job in a sandwich place. Yeah, he's got he, JK fired, hasn't he? Yes, yeah. That's never that's not explicitly said on screen until after this. But um, no, um, he he goes to a jazz bar and mm. Sims's character is playing on stage. Yeah, and they catch sight of each other and they have a drink. Yeah, uh, and he's invited to play drums in a big competition yeah. oh, no it's the JVC Jazz Festival yeah which made me laugh the amount of times they said JVC, JVC yeah. because they must have paid for that yeah. it's this JVC thing why didn't you just say I'm playing at the Jazz Festival yeah yeah, yeah. and it's um, JVC what's JVC oh JVC it's the JVC Jazz Festival yeah yeah uh, and there was a moment earlier where I sponsored uh, somebody twisted their instrument into the light and it said Yamaha in big letters <laughs> right. I'm like, sponsored by Yamaha um, so yeah, they have they 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 have a drink. He agrees to be like mm. the drummer in the band. It seems to be all sweetness and light, great. And then um, uh, Simmons says, comes up to him as they're about to start and says, "I know it was you." Yeah, and then completely fucks him. Yeah, by starting off with a song that he doesn't know. Yeah, and has no music and for. has no music for. And so he tries to does he tries to. Yeah. Do and I realised at that moment why this was a jazz movie and not a rock movie. Because yes. if he was a rock drummer, he could have just boom-ticked his way through it. Jazz drumming, you have absolutely no fucking hope whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that, yeah. made, that made perfect sense. And it leads into this finale, which I both liked and didn't like. Right. Because. Um, it becomes an epic battle between the two of them. It kind of does. I wrote, this is a fight scene that turns into a sex scene. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So JK wins the first round. He's yeah. got... he's. Giving him this song, he doesn't know. Yeah. Um, he uh, uh, tell her storms off the stage afterwards. Yeah. Uh, he meets his dad, hugs his dad, turns around and comes back, sits down and just starts playing. Yeah. And tells the bassist, "I'll cue you in." Uh, and they go into the other big song they played with him was a, a caravan. Film, caravan. Yeah. Which seems incredibly fast and complicated and horrible. Uh, yeah, it's from a uh, drumming perspective in this film. Yeah, particularly the speed they play. Yeah, uh, there's a bit earlier on where they're practicing that, and yeah. J.K. Simmons mentions four mentions four hundredths. Yeah, and I'm I was just like four hundredths. What? Yeah, you know that is that four hundredths of a second? Is mm. that in terms of four hundredths in terms of a note? Because mm. I was kind of like, well, you know, you have like I can I can imagine going into eighths and sixteenths yeah but to four hundredths mm. seemed ridiculously extreme um and i i think it's that one i don't know if it's that one or if it's if it's the song or the tune whiplash but one of them's in 14 8 as a time signature see exactly if it was a rock film it'd be four four or three four and that's it yeah it'll be acdc yeah <laughs> or, absolutely yeah, yeah. you could just bl- yeah. bash your way through it i think i think the worst issue i ever had with time signature is a led zeppelin song which mm. is black dog which mm. has a four-bar riff. Hmm. First bar's in three-four. Second bar and third bar are in four-four, and the fourth bar's in five-four. Well, that's not complicated or anything. No, but it just makes it kind of makes sense. Yeah, when you play it, fine. But but that anything anything that that isn't like four-four or three-four, I struggle with. Hmm. 
Um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, so the, 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 he goes into Caravan. He plays mm. Caravan like the best he's ever played it. Yeah. And, and that's kind of his victory. He wins that round. Yeah. And then he goes into this solo. Yeah. Um, and that's when... Um, sorry, I just looked up uh, 400th drumming on uh, Google, but I'm not really finding anything. All right. Outrageously fast swing slash jazz drumming 360 beats per minute so maybe he's trying to push him to 400 right yeah okay yeah um yeah swing at 400 bpm jesus christ yeah we're not listening to that right um so yeah so like they're around each and then he goes into this drum ridiculous solo. drum solo yeah. and that's uh simmons comes over it, and that's the the moment where they're at parity if you like yeah simmons realizes the kid has finally got it yeah uh, and Teller's won his respect. Yeah. And he kind of comes over and guides him through. And that's when it's gone from a fight to they love each other. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. It, yeah. It's during that moment yeah. that J.K. JK Simmons kind of gets to that point and he's like, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah you're nailing this. Yeah. And, and and you can see he starts to suddenly start counting and he realises he's getting it. Yeah, yeah. He's getting it. I found the and great... It, and oh, I, found, I found my Charlie Parker. Yeah, or, yeah. It's yeah. Clo- yeah, and it's yeah. like, okay, now, now you're on my time. Yeah. And then it's... Yeah. And then, then he, like you say, he starts to kind of yeah. conduct him a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I wrote... I thought he was going to build it up and build it up and build it up and then they go into Whiplash. Yeah. Yeah? And that's it. Mm. That, that's your finale. They don't fucking play Whiplash. No. I wrote in big letters, <laughs> quit the solo wankery and play the fucking song. And they <laughs> yeah. don't. It's just an extended outro to Caravan. Yeah. I was so pissed off. <laughs> yeah, Which I, I suppose I, is good because they got me invested in that moment. Yeah. So it was funny because I ended up watching Ex Machina and Whiplash as a double bill. Right. And I watched Ex Machina first. I watched that first as well, but I had it split over two days. Yeah. Right. So I watched it in one night and I watched them both with my wife. And when when we got sat down, it's like, well, okay, sure, we should start. I said, let's start with X Machina. And she's mm. like, okay, yeah, because I'm interested in that one. But I'm, she's like, I'm, I've heard Whiplash is good, but I don't really want to just watch Cruelty. I'm not right, really yeah, interested yeah. in that, so I probably won't watch that one. I was like, okay, fair enough. When we when I started Whiplash, she decided she'd give it ago because it's jk simmons and you know yeah. everyone had said it was good that's what we said last week if he's in it i'll give it a, i'll yeah. give it a look because he's usually good yeah. value at the end i looked over her entire body was tensed and she was sweating because <laughs> it was just like <laughs> there was so much like tension that was built yeah. up as to you know which way was it gonna go mm. and you knew that jk simmons was gonna undermine teller on that stage in some way mm. but how drastic would it be and and it was just yeah i really liked that scene i liked the way they played mm. it off each other and and kind of had that that kind of battle mm. but i think overall I, I really enjoyed it i will go back and watch it again the car crash thing took me out of the moment right and i guess if i watch it again i'll just pretend he's getting knocked off his bike or something that, yeah it was, it, too, it was too extreme it me. was it was very extreme and very sudden yeah I don't mind it being sudden, no, but it but was I know too much. Mean, it yeah. was too big of a thing for him to just get up and walk away from for me. Yeah. See, now, I, I, I was talking to my wife afterwards, and we were kind of like, you know what, I, want, I, I have a feeling that it won't quite hold up on a second viewing. Yeah, I'm not going to go back next week. No. I'll give it a year, maybe. And yeah, exactly. That's it. what yeah. I was thinking. I, you know, I, I think I, mean, I really, really enjoyed it, and I definitely would watch it again, but I would definitely make sure I yeah. left it a while. Yeah. Because I think that... 
kind of once you've seen that battle play out, the tension is is it's gone. gone. Yeah, and that's what really pulls you through it mm. and and dra- like kind of puts you right in there between the two of them. Mm. I will say I did really enjoy both the main performances. Though. Yeah, absolutely, They're very yeah, very yeah. good. And to be honest, I mean that's that's the movie. Yeah, you know, every- I did wonder having watched Ex Machina the night before, which mm. has a very very small cast. Yeah, um, I did wonder if. Um, it was just going to be those two if there's going to be anybody else in it. Mm. Um, oh, his girlfriend, Nicole, yeah. in mm. it uh, is Supergirl in the Supergirl TV series. Oh, right. Looking completely different. Right. But having to answer the question as to why uh, a superhero has a big scar on her forehead. Right. Oh, speaking of scars, has Miles Teller been face first through a plate glass window or something? I don't know. There was a moment where he looked like somebody and I couldn't think who it he was. He looks a bit like Paul Dano's taking a beating sometimes. Yeah. He, um, there's, there are moments where he looks like an, a very young Sylvester Stallone. Right. But no, I just noticed the scars because it's his chin, it's one side of his face, there's a right. big one on his neck. Oh, quite possibly. I know that I know that the you know, you see quite graphic blisters and blood yeah, and yeah. I know they were all real. Yeah. Yeah, because of the, the, the yeah. drumming. Because I know yeah, he, he did... He did a lot of the drumming. Yeah. Well, he he did all. You can see him doing the oh, drumming. Yeah. There's no there's no faking it. No. Yeah. And it's it's. I think on the soundtrack. And this doesn't this doesn't have the budget to put some his face on someone else's body. No. But, yeah. But I think what they did was he he played it, and then on the soundtrack they got somebody to play it perfectly. I right. Think they used about sixty percent of the perfect performance and forty percent of right. Teller. Okay. Um and. The visual, I mean, it's so fast that the visuals, you know, like you wouldn't be able to tell if no, it was you can't. I was looking to see how in sync it if, was, if, and it's so quick you can't see. If anyone but can, I, you I, can. But, yeah, but I find that, but even when I'm watching, like, someone I know is a professional drummer playing yeah. their thing, like, I still have trouble spotting it. So I guess it's just, that's just the way it looks when you, when yeah, you watch absolutely. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, one thing, I thought the editing was brilliant. Right. The, the editing annoyed me. Oh, really? In some places, yeah. There's some really stupid camera angles. Right. And, like, edits for the sake of edits in places, particularly in the end, at the end scene. Right. I quite liked it. I thought Dated it... edits. There, there was a dated editing style to oh, it. Okay. But I guess that's, that goes along with the dated music they're playing. Yeah, I guess. But I, I quite liked it because I thought it... Um... There, is, there are scenes where, you know, it's it, you've got to keep things moving and yeah you know but it's stuff like it's like band playing band playing band playing jaunty angle of music jaunty angle of music close up of the front of a trumpet yeah yeah and it's like that's something i would expect in a movie from the 40s yeah i guess you're right yeah you would yeah but then maybe that was a stylistic choice possibly and there's a couple of there's a couple of really shitty pushing camera moves as well at different <laughs> points as well whereas obviously a guy with a camera on his shoulder just runs three steps towards miles <laughs> teller and, and it's it overly punctuates dramatic moments. Dramatic moments yeah. that need a full stop, get an exclamation mark. Right. To so go, hey, pay attention to this. And yeah. again, if it's dated. It's it's early cinema language. It's Don't 30s forget, and 40s. Though, first time director, shot yeah. in 19 days. I forgot about the shot in 19 days bit. So that, it, it doesn't surprise me that there are those kind of moments. Yeah, it, it, it's, we can talk about this when we come to Ex Machina because that's first time director as well. Right. Um, yes, but it's a bit different because that's Alex Garland, isn't yeah. it? And he's a long-time screenwriter. Well, yes. Whereas this guy, first screenplay, first-time director, uh, okay, shot it in 19 days. He basically is Miles Teller mm. as his character. So he was 
Right. Like, this is based on his his backstory. So yeah. I think there's a lot of those things you're talking about that are kind of very early basic cinema language is probably due to that. Yes. And what I was also going to say is also kind of, it's almost student film language. Yes. It's the stuff you get out of your system while you're learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, mm. I would agree with that because that's probably... Uh, it's probably a case of this would have been. I, I, know, I know they made a short version yeah. to get the funding for the long version. Yeah, this would. Um, yeah, this would have been his graduation movie or kind whatever. Of, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you know when you've got someone like I, I read a funny statistic about uh, J.K. Simmons when he was up for his Oscar. Yeah. Uh, that um, he was up for his Oscar for a performance that they captured in 19 days. Mm. His main opponent was Ethan Hawke. And who had taken 16 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess for one reason or another, we both think Whiplash is worth a watch. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I, it's I, on Netflix Canada at the moment. I don't know if it's anywhere else. That's where I watched it. Uh, I watched it on my Skybox. So I think right. it might be on the Sky Movies Sky on, on Demand, demand or thingy. something like that. Right. Yeah. Lovely. So let's move on to Ex Machina, mm-hmm. uh, which, as we said, is another first time director. Yeah. Alex Garland. Yeah. Known for writing The Beach. 28 Days Later, I think. Sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> a whole shitload of Danny Boyle movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it is Sunshine. I'm pretty sure and he's an author as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but this is his first movie as director. Mm. Um, you put your fingers in your ears when I, when yes. I read yeah, you the yeah, synopsis because yeah. you wanted to know absolutely, you didn't know anything about no. it and wanted to know nothing yeah. about it. Um, but basically, uh, a programmer in what's essentially an analogue for Google. Mm. Uh, wins a competition to spend a week with the company's top boss who nobody sees. Yeah. He's a recluse. He basically owns an island, a gigantic yeah. island that he lives on he's by himself. He's the Elon Musk, yeah. uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, he's that kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wrote something like uh, a techno douche bro. Yeah. Which he kind of is a yeah. bit. I, I kind of thought if the bizard was evil... <laughs> <laughs> and and more into personal grooming. Yeah. Um um yeah, he wins a competition to go and spend a week with him. Yeah. Uh and when he gets there he's to find out it's to essentially run a Turing test on mm. a new AI yeah. that's been, that he's created. Mm. So that's it really. Yeah. Um I enjoyed this far more than I enjoyed Whiplash. Really? Yes. I was the other way around. Really? Yeah. I, I really enjoyed Whiplash. Mm. I thought this was okay. Okay. Um, I halfway through, I sat there and I thought, you know what, this is this is this is all right. This is the movie that the machine should have been. Yes, it absolutely is. And that's I kind of thought, okay, you know, that's this is this is what I kind of expected from the machine and didn't get. Mm. But by the end of it. I would. I was like, it was missing that extra. It was too predictable, and it was missing that extra ten percent to make it interesting and okay. extraordinary. It was just kind of like it. It was. It plodded along, and everything happened exactly as I thought it would. Like nothing surprised me. Yes, and I know exactly why. Why? Because it's a it's a writer's movie. Yeah, it's not a director who's written his own script and is now making it. It's a writer. it's a writer getting to direct his own screenplay. Yeah. Yeah, no, like nothing, everything just seemed to be very well signposted, but not in a way where you thought it was clever. Just, just, it seemed, everything seemed just obvious. Mm. And 
it was interesting. It was a really interesting idea, and mm. there were some really interesting things, but they didn't really explore them as much as I thought they would. Mm. So that that was a bit kind of hmm. for me. It was the first it, that that story should have been the first. I don't know, forty-five minutes to an hour of a of a film, right? And there should have been another. There should have been a third act. Okay. That that, that kind of made that was a bit more interesting. Hmm. I think. Yeah, maybe. I do think that the the direction was very assured. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a well made mm. movie, and the performances are all yeah, brilliant. Definitely, and the the CGI is fantastic. Yeah, the the effects to make uh, okay, so the AI is in a robot, mm. um, played by Alicia Vikander, mm. uh, because if you're going to make a robot, if you're a lonely guy on an island somewhere, you're going to make a robot in a hot chick. Mm. Um, but the way she is is, I watched it. I had the Blu Ray, right. So I watched a little behind the scenes thing. Okay. And the all the bits that are mesh on her, mm. that was her whole suit. Right. So the bits of skin you see of her, so you see her hands, her feet and her yeah. face. That's all you can see. Yeah. Um uh and the rest of her was covered in this thing that looked like chain kind of like chain mail. Yeah. Um and you see parts of that on the finished mm. robot. Yeah. But equally her sides, like her entire abdomen is see-through and yeah. you can see her her inner workings her yeah. glow inside and all the rest yeah of it. like a spinal cord and yeah a, and it's the same with same with the arms and legs yeah like between uh like just below the shoulder and to up to her wrist yeah is see-through and you can see like the metal bones and such inside mm. if you like uh and that's completely flawless yeah to absolutely. the point where i found myself slightly distracted by it yeah particularly when she appears like behind a pane of glass or yeah. you can see her and you can see reflections of her. Yes. And I'm sitting there thinking, how much work was this? Yeah. And it's all like, it's perfect. It's flawless. You yeah. there's, At no point do you not believe that she's just standing there like that. Absolutely, yeah. And it's only because you know in your mind that's how they would have to create it. Yes. That yeah. kind of undoes it, if you like. It's yeah. almost too good. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yes, that that. Is. But it's staggering work. It's yeah, unbe- somebody needs to win some kind of award for that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think that was one of the highlights. Really, was the the quality of mm. how it was put together. Yeah, there was never any, never. There's no dodgy effects at all in no. this film, and there was no point where you didn't believe the things were real. No, do you know what I mean? It, it felt very, everything felt very present and believable within that environment. Yeah. I think so. I think it was Alex Garland said that it was set in the in the near future because it's the sort of thing that if Google turned around tomorrow and said they'd created this, you'd be surprised, but not that surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, there are some. There are. I do have some some logic questions. Right. About it, though. Yeah. So she is an AI and uh, it's Donald Gleeson is, yeah. the, uh, is the programmer who wins the thing and Oscar Isaac, mm. uh, both of them conveniently in the new Star Wars film. Yes. Um, he is the douchey tech bro. Mm. Um, and most of the film is, um, I think there's only one other speaking part, on-screen speaking part mm. in the film. 
there are some there there's a there's a couple there's like a computer voice and like, but mm. there's only, the only other on-screen speaking part is a helicopter pilot at the beginning yes yeah um so it's essentially it's a three-hander all the way through for 99 yeah. percent of the film yeah uh and the film is either uh t- yeah yeah it is a three-hander there is another character yes but uh, doesn't speak doesn't speak yeah. yes um uh, who I figured out pretty early on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For almost first shot, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, she, yeah, she's a robot. Yeah, why wouldn't why wouldn't you keep around some of yeah. the old ones? Yeah. Um. So. Um. Yeah, the film is either Gleason and, and Vikander separated by a pane of glass as mm. he tests her. Yeah. Um. And I, at the or um, or Gleason and. Isaac. Isaac talking over the day's yeah. test and getting drunk a lot, actually. Yeah, the, the format, it tends to be you get a title card saying Ava session, session one. one. Yeah. Then you see that session. Then yeah. you see like a follow-up with Isaac and Gleason, mm. And then you might see a bit of Donald Gleason trying to get himself comfortable in this kind of slightly awkward environment. Yeah. Um and then it's bang into the next, and it kind of yeah. repeats that formula yeah. five, six, seven times. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot what I was going to say. I'm sure it was important. No, it wasn't. Oh, I was going to talk about the like the logic questions I have. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So she's very obviously a robot. Yeah. Uh, and it becomes about attraction. Yeah. Like, does she like him? Yeah. Because she starts making jokes and that mm. kind of thing and playing off things he yeah. said. Um, and at one point, she wanders off for a bit mm. and comes back wearing clothes. Yeah. Why does a robot have dresses in a wardrobe? I don't know. Why would she have them to start with? Yeah. I mean, I understand what the what film's getting at there, yeah, but yeah. why is... Why are they there? Why, why physically are they there? Yeah. Um, and the other, oh, the other, my other question is towards towards the end, I suppose. Oh, why why wouldn't uh, Isaac's character? Mm. She's a computer, right? Yeah. Got to have log files. Why isn't he monitoring them every night? Because yeah. there's power cuts. A part of it is yeah. there's power cuts, and during those power cuts, and um, mm. I actually like the. the it's the second power cut in the movie, but it's the first one where uh, Gleason and Vikander are face to face. And when the power cuts, she immediately changes. Yeah, and that's when you see she understands deceit and conspiracy. Yeah, because she says to him, "Like you have to get me out of here." That kind yeah. of thing. Um, oh no, she says, "Don't trust Nathan." Like yeah. it, he li- he lies about yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, and I really like that. I'm I'm predisposed to like. AI movies anyway right. because that's something that very very much interests yeah. me yeah um, anything that's not, I, okay basically I like anything that's not human that can solve a problem so like an octopus that can get into a jar that yeah. kind of thing I love that kind of right, thing yeah. and like a monkey yeah. who figures out how to draw using crayons yeah. that kind of business yeah um, and then particularly when it's combined with technology I'm really mm. interested in artificial intelligence um, oh fuck <laughs> Don't you hate it when you tangent? Yeah. I think I can't remember where you came there from. There is, I have a bit of a weird query about whether she actually passes the test or not. Well, they say this might have been where I was going. Um, he asked him at the beginning, "Do you know what a Turing test is?" And he says, "Yes." Mm. And because it's a movie, he has to explain them what it is to the yeah, audience. Yeah. Um, 
And then immediately I was thinking, well, hang on, they fucked up the Turing test. Yes. Because the idea is the human isn't supposed to know if he's talking to a to computer, computer or, or a human. Yes. And then in the next scene, as soon as I'd written that, in the next scene, they address it and Gleason goes, this isn't really a Turing test, yeah. is it? Because yeah. I've already seen her. And the thing is, but I, 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 maybe I'm just not clever enough to understand it, but surely... So the Turing test is basically can 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 you tell if they're artificial or not? Yeah. And are they showing signs that they are actually using intelligence? Well, this test more became is she sincere and genuine in her in the emotions you perceive her to be showing you? Yes. Does she really like you? Yes. Which is something a lot of men have to ask themselves. But the thing, but this is where I have the problem is because surely to get to this point, you have to program in sets of parameters, right? Yeah. So all of that stuff, it, it, like it can never get to the point where is it real or artificial? Because of course it's always artificial because it has to have started somewhere. But that's the same with humans. Absolutely. But you overcome the parameters and start thinking for yourself. Yes, but my point is that... I wish I got lunch before we started now because this could go a long time. <laughs> yeah. But my point is that it's, it, you still have to put that stuff there. Yeah. Right? Don't you? Yeah. So therefore, surely it can never be... It, I mean, it's the same as humans who learn mm. uh, but s the difference being is that humans have certain innate functions mm. like you need to find food you need to survive so does she she goes and recharges every night yeah she does but someone has had to program that in you're not like there's no it's like when a, if a baby is born and left to its own devices, it knows that it needs to eat, it knows it needs to breathe, it knows it just knows that stuff hmm. because the brain is created that way. But somebody has to program a computer, so therefore you've always got that fingerprint of what you put. Even if that computer then goes on to learn things and work hmm. out how to learn things, there's still got to be that innate, like not innate, that original basis. Hmm. So, yeah, but if you if a baby is born and you leave it, how yeah. long before it figures out to go and feed itself? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what point it would figure out that it had to do something, but it would know that it was hungry, hmm. and it would just know that. Whereas, with a computer, you would have to tell it at some point you would have to tell it you need to find a way to recharge mm. or this is how you recharge you could it's the same with babies i cry i get fed well yeah i know <laughs> but it just it seems to me that they'll always like it so how can there come a point where you might get to a point where you interact with something and it feels like it is human mm. but there always has to be that starting point doesn't it yeah I'm confused slightly. Well, I just... Uh, 
so if in the if she well effectively the question in the film is can she feel emotion yes effectively or to put it down even more basic than that does she love donald gleason yeah but my my point being is that all of the all of the stuff before that so so oscar isaac's character must have put in there something he must at, at even at a very early stage have put in the concepts well they say she is kind of fueled by um he like i said he essentially owns google they call yeah. it blue book um, yeah. and that's what the collection of all that people searches has mm. been yeah. has been building towards is building and this feeding, AI and she's yeah. been fed that she is I know you say Google made flesh but not flesh at all no well yes yeah, yeah Google yeah. made weird chain mail see through outfit yeah yeah I just I don't know it just so that's where that concept is built in yeah I guess I just I that that's bit I just I found it very no, she's a product of the internet. She's probably like horrendously racist. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just find that I find that a leap difficult between establishing what you determine as real emotion or not, mm. because it, you know the emotion may be there, but is the mechanical brain finding it of its own accord? Yeah, there's a difference between a thought and a feeling. Yes. Very true. And they seem to be testing... Love is only a feeling, as the darkness would tell us. They're testing the fact as to whether she is just representing those things Mm. or whether she is feeling them. Yes. But she can only ever represent those things, surely. Yes, I see what you're getting at, I think. Yeah. Because, I, I mean... Nobody understands how we feel mm. in terms of emotion. So, you know, is you, it self-generated or is it plucked from a yeah? So you don't memory see, bank. You, you don't you don't you're not sitting there thinking. Well, you might be, but you don't you don't you don't <laughs> oh. you don't you don't think I'm frustrated. Ugh. You think oh I'm frustrated. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Which reminds me of one of the funniest things I've ever seen you do. <laughs> when we were, un- it was a couple of years ago, we were unbelievably busy. Yeah. And you were stressed off your gourd. Uh-huh. And the way you showed it was you went, I'm really quite stressed right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I know. What you, yeah, the, the, the feeling comes before the expression. Yeah. And there's no way to quantify that feeling. Yeah. It's just there. It's there, yeah. So that... Because she is created by man, yeah, th- that can't happen. Whereas we are organically evolved, yeah. So, so however we have organically evolved, something has happened within us that is mm. that causes us to do this. Do we, we need to do is. a separate show where we just talk I don't about know. this? You know, it could be it could be anything from uh, it could be anything from certain types of electrical impulses in the brain. It could yeah. be certain types of hormones. It could be combinations of yeah, all yeah. of those things. It's neurological, it's physiological, yeah. you know. So it's like a weird thing that is happening, but it's not something that we are making happen within us or, mm. you know. So that's what... 
it kind they kind of get to the point where they're like that's that's the distinction they are trying to make within her but they but by virtue of the fact that she's created them you know they've kind of they've asked the question a bit a stage too far right okay whereas it should still be a true turing test hmm. is he full, like really she should have been fully clothed and just in the room and it should have been is she a robot or is she a woman yeah so that was you know for me it was kind of like they they kind of took this idea of the the turing test and taking it one step further hmm. but then in doing so it's kind of well that's impossible do you think it would have made a better book Probably, yeah. It reminded me a lot, of, a lot of the Asimov robot stories. I thought it might, and I thought that might be why you would like it because it. Yeah, and I did. I mean, I, it's just you know, it was one of those things. Like I, 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 I said to somebody earlier, it was like there was ten percent just not there. Yeah, and I don't know what it is, but there was ten percent that stopped it being really brilliant. Mm. And I can't, I can't put my finger on what, on what it was. It's funny you went for Asimov because yeah. I wrote down three things: Frankenstein, yeah, Pinocchio. Yeah. Is it Metropolis? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um you should you should read some of the, if you like the concept of AI, you should read um some of the Asimov stuff. I've always meant to. I'll lend you some. Like my grandparents had a there's, my granddad I think had a stack of them. There's one book that I really think they should make into a movie and they kind of went there a bit with iRobot. Mm. But they didn't really do it justice because Will Smith had to hell no. Yeah. That's my that's one of my guilty pleasure films. It's a movie I really shouldn't like, but I actually love quite a lot. And do you know what? I watched a post converted three D version of that, mm. and I thought this will be a bit shonky because it's you know long before three yeah, yeah. D came. Out. It was brilliant. Really, it it lent itself to three D so well. And that scene at the end where they're all climbing up thing, yeah, and the cameras spinning, yeah, around, it was amazing in three D. Yeah. Mm. Um, but there's one. There's a book that Asimov wrote called The Caves of Steel, and it's essentially a murder mystery book, mm. but it's set within a world where humans and robots don't necessarily coexist very well. But right. They do coexist together. Yeah. Um, I'll lend it to you because it's good. And it, okay, look. But the, the way Asimov sets his things up is he's got his three laws yes. of robotics. And then something happens that seems... Uh, serve the public trust protect the innocent uphold the law yeah seems to be without of those outside of those things Uh, and it's about finding out how that can occur and if there is a flaw with the three laws or well that's similar to they do do that in the irobot movie yeah they do yeah yeah and there's there's one of the one of the the scene in the hangar where he has to figure out which one is sunny yeah because Sonny is different. Yeah. That is actually one of the short stories. Right. Uh, in its yes, entirety. Yes, I was aware it drew from more than just yeah. my robot in terms of like what it plucked from Asimov. Yes, or, yeah. yeah. Um, but with with this, they kind of... There could have been a cool kind of storyline based within those parameters, but adding in that extra layer, I don't think quite works. Right. And then when it got to a point where... It could have then gone on to be something interesting. It stopped. Right. So that was my kind of main problem with it. It was kind mm. of. It was kind of like it was a really good first hour of a movie, mm. and then it just stretched over over an hour and over two hours, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I thought all of the performances were mm. brilliant, really good. Mm. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Um, I mean, Oscar Isaac. 
I wrote down his character called Nathan, and I wrote down Nathan is an amazing manipulative prick. Yeah, I, I put down he's the right amount of friendly, but also the right amount of sinister for that. Yeah, you know, yeah, just, definitely. You know, he's his friendliness is almost sinister. Yes, it's a very he he plays it very nicely. He's on quite a nice balance. I mm. thought. Um, we should talk about the ending, really. Yes. Yeah. Um. So she uh uh Gleason and Vikander they do conspire to yes. get her out yeah but Isaac is one step ahead yeah uh he's planted an extra camera that's battery powered so when the power cuts happen he can still see what they're talking yes. about so he when he knows their plan yeah and takes measures against it yeah however um by the time they talk about the plan mm um, Gleason has already carried it out. Yes, without anybody else knowing. Yeah. Um, and so when the next power cut happens, the doors are all released, and yeah, uh, Ava is able to walk, yeah. walk free. Yeah. And there's a stupid bit I don't like where she has to kill the creator because all robots have to do yes. that in movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I didn't like very much. And then you are, then it gets down to that core question of are. Uh, was she genuine in liking yeah. Gleason or not? Yeah. And she wasn't. No. And she traps him inside. Yeah. Uh and yeah. leaves. So the way I saw this ending was the smartest guy in the room gets duped by Donald Gleason. Mm-hmm. Right? Who then gets duped by the robot. Yes. Therefore the intention is that she is she has passed the Turing test because mm. she's fooled and deceived not only Yes, two different not only Gleason, but ways. also Isaac as well, and she's yeah. been deceitful. Well, not just deceitful. She she has manipulated a human. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And in the but the flaw I see in that is then, but the thing is, she was programmed by Isaac to be that way mm. in order to fool Donal. It mm. just has backfired on him spectacularly. Yeah. So therefore, she doesn't actually pass the test. Right. Because she's just done what she he he programmed her to do anyway. She just took it further. Complicated. Yeah. That's Complicated. that's why I was left a bit like, eh. Well, I also think it continues on beyond its, what should be its climax, what should be its high point. Yes, absolutely it does. Yeah, you're um, right. Like, personally, I would have cut to black when she gets in the lift and lift doors closed. Yes, yeah. And Gleason is banging on the glass door yeah. trying to yeah. get out to her. Mm. But then she goes outside, the helicopter arrives that is supposed to be for Gleason. Yeah. Raising another question, yeah. you cut away from that and cut back and the helicopter's taking off. Yeah. Does she persuade the guy to fly her? Does she kill him and take it herself? Well, you see, that's, that, funny enough, my wife said exactly the same thing. Yeah. She was just like, why Because I'm she... pretty sure I could only see one person well, in that cockpit she, when they take she off. She was just like, well, why did he take her? Why didn't he just wait for Gleason? And yeah. then, you know. Yeah. He, he was there to pick up Gleason. Yeah. So why didn't he, you know, so yeah. why didn't Fuss get kicked out? Yeah, so that was a bit like, huh, what happened there? Yeah, well, uh, well, again, you, she sees that as a logic problem with the, the film. Yeah. I see it as another question. Yeah. Did she use persuasion or did she use violence to get what she wanted? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have to see her walking out and around the city and blah, 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 yeah. and all that shit. Um, but no, I would have I cut it off. I would too, yeah. At the realisation that, oh, shit, she has fooled everybody. Yeah. And got away with it. Yeah. 
there were two touches that I really did like, mm. which was the uh, cheeky usage of the uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind seven note. Which uh, I didn't even chime. notice. Yeah, every now and then you just hear it in the music. It, it just pops through the music. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's not quite. It's slightly lilting. And I right. think it was done deliberately. But, right. but I, And I think uh, it might even be when you see Kyoko, who's the robot servant, yes. if you like. I think it's when she and Gleason, I think that's when it occurs, you get that. Right, that theme, but it's before she's revealed. Even right. though, even though you can tell she's a robot yeah. straight away as soon as you see her. But there's that little theme, and I also like that uh, Donald Gleeson uses um, the shaving foam he uses is the same one from Jurassic, from Jurassic Park. Park. I did notice that. Yeah, so that I thought those were quite nice because that you know it's it's a cl- you know a close encounter with a, an mm. intelligent life form. Yeah, and shit's gonna go wrong. Yeah, yeah, life finds a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, two things I know. A part of her part of her escape mm. is she takes the synthetic flesh off one of the yes. pr- because um, Oscar Isaac's a weirdo yeah. and he keeps the leftover robots. Kyoko's the only one that's getting used, yeah. and I do mean used. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny now think about it, that he has a Japanese sex bot, <laughs> yeah. um, but he's got wardrobes in his room, mm. and Gleason gets in there and opens them up, and they all each have like a previous model inside in yeah. various states of dismemberment. Yes. Oh, the bit of the CCTV footage, mm. and you see the one trying to escape, smashing its own yeah. arms to pieces, trying to break the door yeah. down. That was terrifying. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Very creepy. So, but anyway, um, uh, uh, Ava gets her arm smashed yeah. uh, and she goes and she replaces her arm with one of these other robots and then mm. takes the flesh off and applies that to herself mm. um, and then takes a dress and shoes from another one person. right handy how Nathan's made all his robot girls the same size and shape yeah how do we get around her stealing the flesh off an obviously Chinese Asian robot yeah and it then magically becoming her own flesh to, to match her face yes yeah I noticed <laughs> that yeah uh, hmm. anyway um. Yeah, I'm out of notes, really. Yeah, there was one thing I was going to mention. Oh, that was it. There, there's one thing we haven't touched on. There was yeah. one scene where Donald Gleason is at a point where he he's not even sure if he's not a oh yeah robot. And I kind of thought that was a bit. No, I understand the thinking. Yeah, and to be honest, at that moment, I wasn't sure if he was or not. Yeah, but. You don't have to slice your arm open to find out. You could just prick a finger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was a bit like, uh. mm. yeah. I, I was like, it's mm. one of those things. It's like the it's 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 the whiplash car crash because it's a movie. It has to be big. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Rather I did than wa- subtle I, and more logical. I did wonder if it was kind of supposed to be a bit of a nod towards Terminator, but then maybe. It well, just, also, it just seemed um, too much. Uh, there's also um, when I was a kid, I used to read a comic mm. that was sorry my phone has just gone very very strange go away um i used to read a comic which was uh spider-man and zoids right not in the same thing it would be right. a zoids story and a spider-man story but right. and one of the ongoing things in the zoids comic was the idea was the zoids were on were uh you remember the toys right 
they were these not really no okay they were these think you you'd have to build them and put them together but they would like form like a giant robot dinosaur right okay or and that kind of thing right and there were the two sides the red ones and the blue ones and they fight blah 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 and the comic expanded on that um that they were created by mm. this race of beings on a planet and a human prison ship crashes on the planet yeah and uh part of the story is one of the god i even remember the names uh there's a character called silverman who it turns out is an android right uh and he makes hella who is the ship's captain question whether he is an android as well right and there is a bit where much like terminator Mm. um hella can't resist anymore and he has to slice his own arm open and pulls his flesh off to find that yes he is right but then he finds out that it's only his arm that's right okay uh that's mechanical like yeah. everything and it was replaced when he lost one in an accident blah blah right. blah, blah, blah uh and sorry but that's what that made me think of was okay. that rather yeah. than terminator right fine okay so a different kind of cultural more obscure cultural reference point i suppose yeah. um yeah i definitely think i liked it more than you i will watch it again right i don't know if you will no i probably won't no i i can't like i said i thought it was it was the movie I thought Machine was going to be. Yeah. But it was still just missing something. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't really put my finger on how you would change it or make it better. Because, you know, like I said, it was a very well-made movie. It, the performances were excellent. Like you said, it was quite assuredly directed. Yeah. Um, You know, so I don't know what the answer is. Well, shall we see if what I want to pitch you has that 10%? Okay. Why has YouTube just opened a Hateful Eight trailer for me for absolutely no reason? The technical difficulties still remain here in 2016 on this show. Um, How many times have we done a Keanu Reeves film? Point Break, right? Is that it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, Well, you're going to get John Wick. Oh, right, okay. uh, Which I watched on New Year's Day. Mm. It's one of those things that I've been, I was interested in when it came out. Yeah. And I've been meaning to watch for ages. Yeah. And I hop Netflix Flix regions at will and saw it was available on right. like Netflix Mexico. Right. Okay. So I watched it and I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, there are things I would do differently right. in it and we'll talk about those yeah. in the next episode. But overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, oh God, the last person who used this laptop has reversed the motion of the trackpad. Oh. So scrolling down scrolls up or the other way around or whatever. First thing I heard about this mm. was when I was told, uh, there's a premiere happening next week. Can someone cover it? And I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I went along and I did it and it was Keanu Reeves. And yep. after doing that and filming it, I thought, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. I quite like the idea. It sounds, it, it, the way they kind of put it was like a kind of more like a classic action movie, which I don't know. Do if you it know is what it made me think of? Yeah. Faster. Oh, okay. Yeah, which yeah. again we said was like a like sort of like a seventies revenge movie. And this is very much that. Right. Okay. Um Yeah. So I remember seeing that, uh, well mm. filming that that interview with him and then I think I saw that there was a uh there's a Mustang in the trailer, like a sixties yep. Mustang in the trailer. I thought yeah, okay, there's got a car chase in it by the look of it, I'll watch that. You'll like I haven't the cars. got around to it. You'll like the cars. Um and so basically, um Keanu Reeves is John Wick. Mm. He's having an extremely bad week. Mm. Uh, his wife dies right. um, from some long-standing disease. Um, 
on the way, the day after her funeral, he's filling his nice classic car with petrol yeah. uh, and some dodgy Russian fellas come up and one of them's like, nice car, how much? He's like, no, no, it's not for sale. And the guy won't take no for an answer. And Reeves is like, no, I'm done. We're, yeah. you know, and drives away. That night, the Russians break into his house, beat the shit out of him, kill his dog and steal his car. Right. Keanu is pissed. Yeah. Keanu is an ex-hitman right. <laughs> who had given up the life uh, and now he's having to go back to his old ways right. to uh, take revenge for his car and his dog. Okay. Yeah. It kinda, it and has... it's, it's as basic as that. Yeah. Which is great. Mm. What I really like about it is this now has a sequel. Right. Yeah. Right? I kind of heard that there was something. Um... So this movie builds a world yeah. and drip feeds you little things that intrigue and can be expanded upon in future films. Right, okay. He, they've created from scratch, from nothing, a new action hero and a new franchise. Oh, okay. Interesting. Very clever. Yeah. Um, the action in it is excellent. Right. Um, this is um, now oh, a fucking scrolling thing. <laughs> um, oh, I'll give up. It's, uh, it's directed by... Um, Reeves' stunt double from The Matrix? Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. I believe so, yeah. Right. Because um, it was just him at this premiere we went to. Yeah. On his own. It was quite a small prayer match. Yeah. Well, who else is in it? Hold on a second. Uh, Alfie Allen. Right. Uh, Willem Dafoe. Oh, uh, right. no. And some kind of like lower... Yeah. Uh, John Leguizamo shows up. Right. Ian McShane shows up. Oh, okay, cool. Um, in small parts. Mm. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, it's directed by Keanu Stunt Level. And so, and I always forget that in the Matrix films, Keanu did most of his own fighting. Yeah. And he does so here. Right. And it's it's slick and clever and blends hand-to-hand and gunplay right. in the same scenes very, very well. Okay. Um, it's just when you think it's bordering on too slick and overly choreographed, Mm. They'll do something that grounds it again, right? Okay. So it will be a, it will be a ridiculous thing where he's uh, spinning around. Do you know what else it also reminds me of? Tangent again. Yeah. John Woo and Ringo Lam, right? Hong Kong action. I could easily yeah. imagine this being Chow Yun Fat. Yeah. Okay. Apart yeah, from I'll when he you. does some of the martial arts stuff. Yeah. Because um, Chow Yun Fat is not a graceful fighter, no. um, but he'll. It'll be a slick location. He's spinning around and he's taking people out with like instant shots all over yeah. the place, shooting, shooting, shooting. And then someone gets in a bit too close and he throws in a real life MMA takedown. Right. And and like breaks his arm with an arm lock, that kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, and that's the kind of thing that keeps the choreography grounded. Right, okay. Um, it looks amazing. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, apparently the the original cut came in at something like two and three quarter hours. Right. And they they've hacked so much out of it, and it's okay. now tight and runs right. like I think it's like hundred ninety minutes, hundred minutes. Right. Um, uh, and I uh, saw a thing with the director who basically said, "Yeah, we've got shit loads of footage lying around. It's just Keanu walking around nice locations, looking really cool." <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, I think that's about it, really. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, this is something that I've kind of thought about. Oh, I'll have to give that a go at some well, point. Well, I watched it on Netflix right. uh, and the next day ordered the Blu-ray. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, 
which I'll give to you to yeah. watch. Uh, and I intend to, I, as of recording, I watched this less than a week ago. Okay. Um, it was one of my New Year's Day Netflix binges. Right. Okay. Uh, and I'm intending to watch it again before we before we record again. Okay. Cool. Because um, I've made I've made no notes. Right. Sure. Um, okay. And I want to because, like yeah. I said, there are some things. I don't necessarily take issue with, but I would have done differently had I made this film. But they right. are very minor, and like ninety-five percent okay. of this film, I am extremely happy with. Right. Okay. Fine. Okay. Um, your turn. Right. So I'm going to pitch you a movie that I watched a year or so ago, two years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Got the uh, got the DVD, and I mentioned it to you, and you were like, "Oh, I really want to see that." Oh shit! That could have been any number of things. Yeah, I'm so, looking forward to the day when we pitch each other the same movie. Yeah, because we've both seen it and just not told yeah. the other one. Um, so I'm going to pitch you the taking of Pelham One Two Three. Aha! We talked about this recently. Yeah. So the original, not the Tony Scott remake. Not the Tony Scott remake. The original, which I would movie. like to see because I like Tony Scott. Yeah, but, anyway. but it's Denzel Washington and John Travolta, and meh. All right. Um. So the original is Walter Matthau. Uh. And, um, oh God, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Robert Shaw. Right. Um, simple premise. A gang of bad guys take over a subway train in New York and hold it to ransom. What makes this film really interesting is that it, it feels very much like a 70s movie. You will know from the moment it starts why I like it. Right, okay. Like, you know, as soon as the first, like, before you even see a shot, you're like, I know why Tom likes it. I've actually just looked it up. I'm quite impressed it's not from your favourite year, 1970. No, it's quite close. Is it 74? 74, 74, yeah. yeah. Um, So what's really fascinating about this film is that it's, it's a really good movie, but it doesn't quite hold together in certain ways because it's it's straddling this weird time period mm. where like you could make a cop procedural movie which you can't do now because mm. that's the realm of television yeah uh so you know things like bullet dirty harry that had all kind of gone before it mm. no one had really made what in the 80s became the action movie yeah so that yeah we're not into die hard yeah exactly but we're not also not dirty harry yeah yeah so what you will see like influence it's influenced movies like die hard Mm. like um unstoppable Mm. uh like um reservoir dogs um and just a whole bunch of other movies Mm. you'll kind of be like oh that's Oh right, okay. I can see how that morphed into this. Mm. There's, it's you know, it's not. There are moments of humour in it. Yes. Um, oh, that's another thing I like about John Wick. It has a, it has bone dry humour. Yeah. In some so places. it was kind of like yeah. you know, you know, in the in the eighties, you could you could put one liners and stuff into mm. action movies without destroying. You know, they they were kind to the of point a bit where they've become a cliche, and you expect them. Yes, and and so you know that, and it, uh, Jerry Stiller is the other person in it. Right. Uh, who just seems like, <laughs> and he's playing like a really kind of straight role. Yeah. And, but there are some just weird things in it. And it's, so it's kind of a bit of a weird mishmash mm. of, of what had been before 
it hasn't quite turned into what will come after yeah, it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a really kind of fascinating. There's some bits of it that are a little bit cheesy mm. and a bit, oh, that's a bit crap mm. or what have you. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. The performance of Robert Shaw is fantastic. Hector Elizondo, Hector Elizondo. Hector Elizondo, yes. Is I'll really... Put it up on IMDb. Yeah, is really good. Um, and uh, so is Walter Matthau. And... Basically, there's this kind of... It's your typical kind of negotiator and uh, yeah hostage-taker kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. deal going on. Uh, and there's some nice interplay between the two across the radios and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's... Um, yeah, like I say, it's a very kind of interesting movie as it sits in film history, I mm. think. Uh, but it's not one that I think is... I won't say it's not widely known, but it's not as big as you would think it would be mm. for what it is now yeah you know looking back you still you know most people heard a day harry yeah yeah uh, you know so uh, yeah so that's why i quite like yeah. it is people, people who haven't seen dirty harry can quote or misquote dirty harry yeah, nobody exactly. knows any lines from pelham one two three yeah yeah and like you know then the very next year robert shaw played the defining character that he ever played in quint in jaws, jaws yeah so it you know, so you got to remember the summer blockbuster hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. So that's why I find it really interesting. Okay. So I think you know, I think you you'll probably quite like it, but it'll be interesting to talk about what it's influenced and mm. that kind of stuff. Thinking about it is something I've been meaning to watch for almost twenty years. Mm. Um, and like it's been in and out of my next Netflix queue over and yeah. over again. Yeah, it's, so yeah. I'm looking forward to finally getting around to being forced to watch it. <laughs> yeah, if you like. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is. Uh, it's a good movie, and it's. Um, I think it's probably underrated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Overall, cool. Oh, well, and plus the final shot, right, is just perfect. Okay, I look forward to that. So. We do this every time. Sing along with me if you know it. Right. If you have seen The Taking of Pelham 123, uh, the original, uh, or John Wick, or both, in fact, you can let us know on Twitter at HYS Podcast. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. The website is have you seen.net, and the email is podcast at have you seen.net. We also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash HYS Podcast, where we have videos of us pitching to you uh, films that we'll never cover on this show because we both seen and we both like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we want you to watch them. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the epic episode 100 in video form uh, and our short film, Barry, yeah, which we'd still like you all to watch. Mm-hmm. We like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly if new show posts. We like retweets on Twitter, again, especially if new show tweets. We like reviews and ratings on iTunes, especially those with many stars. And we like your pitches for new films and reviews of stuff we've covered. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all of you for listening, especially if you've done any of those things. Thank you to Upbeat Productions for letting us into a rather chilly submersible, yeah. uh, which is still feeling the effects of having nobody in the building for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, thank you to the Bizard, Alexia Mom, for his technical expertise and for not making a scary AI robot. <laughs> and thank you to Nicola, the social media manager, for managing the social media. Yeah. Uh, I'll take this time to also mention something else we're involved in the periphery of. A, a short film by a friend of ours, Will Nash. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Somatic. Yep. Uh, and it's up now on Indiegogo. Yes. Uh, seeking funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of recording this, there are 18 days left uh, in the funding process. Um, 
if nothing else, watch the pitch video because we made it. Yes. Uh, um, that was a, a fun day. It was, actually. Lots of fun. Uh, got to direct a, uh, uh, a professional actor, mm-hmm. which is which is always yeah. fun and interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was a it was a good laugh. Uh, you can find that on Indiegogo, uh, indiegogo.com slash projects slash somatic dash short dash film dash project. Okay, we'll share the link. Yes, yes. When I when I put this up, I'll put the yeah. link. But or you can just uh, search somatic on Indiegogo, S A M A T I C. Yeah, uh, and you can see what that's all about. Mm-hmm. And if you think you'd like to give it a little bit of cash to help it get made, yeah, go absolutely. crazy. Yeah, there are some nice perks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> One of them apparently being our boss, according yeah. to an email I got. Uh, I don't know if she would like that. So, that's it. Yeah, we're done. Uh, we will see you soon. Yes. <laughs> Let's go for in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, where we'll be talking about John Wick and taking Pelham 123. Yeah. Uh, and in the meantime, be careful on the trains and look after your dogs. Yeah. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.